Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of MLB DFS Quickets, your Tuesday, June 4th edition. Hope everybody had a great weekend and a little extra day off as we only had a three-game slate last night. It was not really worth putting out a five-minute quick hits for you there. I helped out in the Slack chat, the FSD Slack chat, and the TQE member Discord answered questions there. Wrote a, wrote a batter breakdown real quickly for you over at the Quantum. So we had you all covered on a three-game slate, but we are back. And we are back and better than ever with a 15-game slate to break down for you on a Tuesday night. Go check out FantasySportsDGens.com on Twitter at FantasyDGens. Just drop the always pressing PGA DFS podcast previewing this week's RBC Canadian Open. Myself and Jesse break it all down for you. It's a little goofier podcast as the field isn't as strong, so we had some fun with it. And got through it about a 45-minute pod to get your DraftKings lineups ready. It's been a few good weeks in a row here for the, uh, for the PGA DFS world on the Slack chat and on the podcast. So go check that out. Also dropped a new Bench with Bubba, episode 176 with Mike Florio of Fantrax. Really good stuff there. Good dude, super knowledgeable dude. Talked a lot of fantasy baseball, so um, go check that out. It helps you in DFS also. Trust me, it's not just a season-long thing. It focuses on season-long, but getting the player discussion and everything will help you in DFS. So go check all of that out. All right, let's talk about the totals on this 15-gamer. Braves, Pirates, 9 White Sox Nationals, 8.5. Yankees, Blue Jays, 9. Twins, Indians, 9. Giants, Mets, 7. Rays, Tigers, 8.5. Marlins, Brewers, 9. Orioles, Rangers, 11. Rockies, Cubs, 10.5. Can you guess why it's 10.5? Because it's not Coors. It's because the wind's blowing out in in Wrigley. Red Sox, Royals, 10.5. So we have three 10.5s or above, none involving Coors. Reds, Cardinals, 9. Dodgers, D-backs, 9. A's, Angels, 9. Astros, Mariners, waiting on that one. It looks like a spot start for the Mariners. Phillies, Padres, 7.5. So, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9. Wow, 3, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. 10 of the 15 games are 9 or higher. 10 of the 15, and 1 we don't have a total. So, 10 of the 14 games are 9 or higher. Welcome to 2019 Major League Baseball. Yeah, so offense galore. And the good thing is, is with 15 games, we still have some nice, nice pitching to pick apart. Um, we're going to go through the the pricing as usual, but I'm going to mention a few extra things on that Google Sheet that Mike Tuck's been developing in the fantasy sports DJ and Slack. She had a couple nice features there that we'll break down for you as well. But first, let's get through the pitching on the slate. We have six guys at 10K and above. We've got three guys we're going to target here. First being Steven Strasburg at 11.5. I'm not a big fan of paying up for pitching these days when you see all those high totals out there. But when you look at Steven Strasburg, he's been electric. At home this year, it's 3-2-1 ERA average and almost 25 DraftKings points per start. He has 31 or more points in two of his last three. He's got 30 or more in three of his last six. Um, 25 or more in like six of his last eight. The dude's been electric, and he's at home against the Chicago White Sox team. It strikes out over 26% of the time versus right-handed pitching. Strasburg, 31% K rate, 49% ground ball rate. Limits the hard contact. Everything you want about Strasburg, he's been outstanding this season. White Sox have the lowest team total, just below three. Lefties, 247. Righties, 235 versus Strasburg. So if you are paying up, Strasburg is in a phenomenal spot. Phenomenal. It's expensive at 11.5, but it's lights out, great spot. But you go $500 cheaper, you can get some Blake Snell. Snell that Snell at 11K. Forgot to tell you guys about the weather, but Tampa Bay at Detroit, wind blowing in from right at 11 miles an hour, favors Blake Snell quite a bit. Uh, Giants-Mets blowing out to right about 10 miles an hour, 
Colorado, Chicago blowing out to the left at about 12 miles an hour. That's why that totals the way it is. And then rain comes in later about 9.30, 10 o'clock at night. So keep an eye on that one. Boston, Kansas City, total or, uh, wind blowing out at 12 miles an hour. 15 to 25% chances of rain. And Cincinnati, St. Louis blowing out to the left at about 11 miles an hour. 20 to 30% chances of rain. So that Missouri area going up to Chicago. Little rainstorms this evening, but nothing too drastic at the moment. Back to your pitching. Blake Snell, 11K. At Detroit, he's been very, very good this year. Three two five road ERA, two nine one on the at home. He only had fifteen points against Toronto his last time out. Only got two earned. He hasn't given up more than two earned since May first. He's been great, and that's only one time in his last ten games he's given up that many. As he's just been outstanding, five or more Ks in pretty much every start. Going against a Detroit team, striking out over twenty six percent of the time versus left handed pitching. Snell thirty five percent K rate. Yes, thirty five percent K rate. 20% swinging strike rate, 45% ground ball rate. He is the electric factory that is Blake Snell. Facing a Detroit team with a 3.3 team total. Lefties 312, righties 237. Blake Snell, phenomenal spot against the Detroit Tigers. Phenomenal. So if you want to save 500 bucks off of Strasburg, Blake Snell, very, very nice. Dropping on down to $10,000, Chris Paddock at home against the St. Louis, or the Philadelphia EF. Philadelphia Phillies. God, Bubba, get back in it. Philadelphia Phillies at home. Paddock's been a great 1-4-2 ERA, 28 drafting points per start compared to a 3-6-5 ERA on the road. Last few home starts, 26 points against Arizona, 40 against the Mets, um, 36 against Seattle. That's his last three home starts. His last two blow-ups have been on the road at New York, Yankees, and the Dodgers. So two extremely good baseball teams. I think we'll let those slide because this boy is damn good. He's still not getting stretched out super long. That's the thing with him. It's about 90 pitches or so. Same story all the time. But now he's 10K. You know, for a while there, he's getting towards 11 or higher. And it's tough to justify that. But 10K, you can play with that. Philadelphia strikes out about 24% of the time versus right-handed pitching. You got Paddock's 28% K rate, 44% ground ball rate. And you got a Philly team with a team total of three point, just below 3.3. Pretty much the same as the Tigers. $1,000 less for Paddock than Snell. Lefty's hitting 281, righty's 253 off Paddock. So, very, very intriguing option there with Paddock and a GPP at $10,000. If I'm ranking my 10K and above, I got Snell 1, Strasburg 2, Paddock 3. Very good options for you there. All right, let's drop into the 9K range. You got a couple options to pick through here. You got Noah Syndergaard at $9,600 at home against the San Francisco Giants. We already mentioned um, the fact the wind's blowing out to right in uh, New York. Syndergaard's been rough. 4.73 ERA at home, 5.02 on the road. You know, it's been a rough year for Noah, but still averaging about 21 DraftKings points per start at home. And that's something I like to see because it's a Giants team that's offense is challenged. Yes, it hit Baltimore, but everyone hits Baltimore. They struggled in Miami. That tells you a lot there. You got Noah Syndergaard against the Giants team, which strikes out 23% of the time versus right handed pitching. Thor is still striking out 24.5% that he faces. Still has a 48% ground ball rate. Low hard contact rate, so it's not crazy. And the Giants have the second lowest team total at 3.2. Lefty's 268. Righty's 285 versus Thor. And you talk about Giants team with a 290 Woba, which is dreadful. First right-handed pitching. So Thor at 96 is a very good option if you don't want to go up to 10K and above. Yes, he's been sketchy this year, but this is a smash spot. If he can't get it right tonight, there might be some serious problems with Noah Syndergaard. The other option for you here is Masahiro Tanaka, 9300 bucks at the Toronto Blue Jays. Tanaka is one of those guys we like on, at home a little more than on the road, but it's a 302 home ERA, 345 road. So it's kind of 
pretty much the same type deal. It's just a matter of can he keep the ball in the ballpark? Can he limit the walks? It's always an issue with Tanaka, but the strikeouts will be there. And that's what I like about him at 9300 bucks. Toronto striking out over 25% of the timers. Right-handed pitching, Tanaka 23% K rate, 46% ground ball rate. Stuff stands out very good there. A Blue Jays team with a team total just below four. As lefties are hitting 306, righties 285 versus Tanaka. A 283 Woba and a 163 ISO for Tanaka. So there's a lot to like there when it comes to Masahiro Tanaka against the Toronto Blue Jays. Yes, the Blue Jays bats can wake up from time to time. But as a whole, they're a very, very, a lot of swing and miss. A lot of swing and miss, which you like when you're picking your DraftKings pitchers. And that's why Tanaka makes the bill tonight. In the 9K range, I got Thor 1, Tanaka 2. All right, 7 and 8K range. It gets a little dicey here, but you got Griffin Canning, 8500 bucks at home against the Oakland Athletics. Uh, Canning's been very, very good this year, averaging almost 19 points a game at home. He faced Oakland his last time out. Six innings, three hits, one earned, five strikeouts for 20 DraftKings points. Been very, very good in that respect. We know the A's can show some pop from time to time. No hiding that. They strike out about 20.5% of the time versus right-handed pitching. But Canning so far this year, 26% K rate, 15% swinging strike rate, 39% ground ball rate. All really nice stats when you break that all down. And it's an Oakland team with a 4.3 team total. Lefties 253, righties 274 off Canning, and an ace team with only a 309 Woba, so it's not even that good. It's basically average at best. First right-handed pitching, a 175 ice, so they got some pop, especially with Matt Olson coming back. But as a whole, they much more prefer the left side of the, uh, of the pitcher than the right side. So Griffin Canyon at 85 is in play for you tonight. Eduardo Rodriguez at 8K, I think, is a fun, fun GPP play. We always know with Erod, it can blow up in a moment's notice. He's been great at home and horrible on the road. And guess what, folks? He's on the road tonight against Kansas City. But it's Kansas City. So there's kind of your pick, your poison. Is it going to be road Erod or is it the Kansas City Royals? You strike out 22.5% of the time versus left-handed pitching. Erod, 25% K rate, 44% ground ball rate. He's even limited the walks. It's something, I was talking with Mike Florio about it last night on Bench with Bubba. I'm pretty sure I've heard Jason Klett talk about it. He's an expert in the third time through the order, guys. But it feels like with Erod, he's dealing, and it's like the fifth or sixth inning, usually when the third trip through the order starts to come around, and it just goes to hell in a handbasket. So, something to monitor there, but Erod at 8K does have big-time upside. Could get you a handful of strikeouts and a handful of points at a nice price tag. Uh, lefty's hitting 351 off Erod. Righty's only 291. And you look at a Kansas City team, 282 Woba, 125 ISO versus left-handed pitching. They struggled tremendously. Hunter Dozier just went on the IL. So there's another power bat from the right side of the plate. They are hurting in a big, big way. So Erod at 8,000 is a really, really good play. The only thing that can screw that startup is Erod himself or the potential chance of rain. But uh, we'll let the rain one go for now. It's, it, Erod's in a great spot. A great, great spot against a very bad team. Missing one of their best power hitters now. So Erod at 8K, really good look for you there. Max Freed at 7,800 bucks at the Pittsburgh Pirates. I love Max Freed. 381 road ERA, 275 at home. That's nothing to get too excited about. But uh, you look at his recent start, struggled against the Nats. That happens. But then against the Giants, the 20 points, 25 against Milwaukee, 17 against Arizona in his last three. So really starting to get it cooking. He's getting five or more Ks in all of his uh, four of his last starts. That's a lot to like there. It's a Pittsburgh team that doesn't strike out a ton, but still has 20.5% K rate versus left. He's not bad at all. Freed's a minus 155 road favorite. That tells you quite a bit when you're breaking it all down. 
He's got a 22% K rate that keeps going up, like I said, and a 54% ground ball rate, which is very, very nice when you're breaking all that down. A Pittsburgh team with a total just above four. It's like eighth or ninth lowest on the slate. Lefties 269, righties 313 versus Freed. And similar to Kansas City, Pirates suck against lefties. They really, really do. A 282 Woba and a 122 ISO. They've struggled tremendously from, from the southpaws. So you look at a guy like uh, Max Freed at 7800 bucks. Definitely in play in this mid-tier range. Devin Smeltzer, 7,500. The rookie pitched a great debut at home against a very good Milwaukee team. The lefty went six shutout innings, three hits ball, no walks, and seven Ks for almost 26 DraftKings points. He did that on 69 pitches, which is oh so nice. I know he was stretched out in the minors. We need to keep an eye on maybe possible pitch counts just today. If he gives you 75 to 80 pitches at 7,500 bucks, there's an option there. I'd hope he'd go farther, but I don't know what the deal was, why he only went 69 pitches. Maybe they wanted to get him out while things were still good. Uh, Cleveland strikes out 23.5% of the time versus lefties. So something to keep an eye on there. And when you look at the Indians team total, it's 4.75. But lefties 254, righties 260. Yeah, Smeltzer, small sample. But the Indians, another team bad versus left-handed pitching. 287 Woba, 131 ISO. So we'll have to monitor if any reports come out on pitch counts. For Devin Smeltzer, but even at 7,500 because there's not a lot of cheap options on this slate. Smeltzer has some big-time upside against a Cleveland Indians team that's struggling tremendously this season at the plate. So something to keep in mind there. Last one in this range, and this one's more because we don't have a lot of punts and you're targeting the Padres, but I, I wrote about it. I talked about it in the chat that Nola was suspect as he hasn't been consistent this year. The Padres bats are very hot and cold. And, you know, the, the grand slam from Machado came off the bullpen, but still... Nola was on the ropes a lot last night. This Padres team's pesky. They're young. They're getting better. They're going to have a lot of down nights. Like, there's going to be a lot of nights where pitchers just walk in there, put it on the table, and nothing happens for the Padres. But you never know. A guy like Jared Eikhoff, he, he has the stuff to be really, really good. He has the stuff to get hit around a ton. When you look at Eikhoff, he started out the year just an electric factory, but as of late, you know, min- or 9.5, minus 3, 9.7, minus 3. But then prior to that, 26, 20, 30, 15, 20. Those first few starts this year were outstanding. His struggles were against Milwaukee, Colorado, Milwaukee, and St. Louis. Not bad teams. I'll let those kind of slide, but four straight starts do concern me. Uh, The strikeouts were really big earlier this year when he was pitching great. He was getting basically six or more Ks in every start. He does face the San Diego team that you can take advantage of. You know, they strike out over 27% of the time. First right-handed pitching. Nola couldn't figure that out. Maybe Eikhoff can. He's got a 22% K rate of his own, 38% ground ball rate, 11% swinging strike rate. That is very, very solid. San Diego's got a 4.3 team total. Lefty's 338. Righty's only 293 versus Eikhoff. A lot of similar similar overall just stat profiles, not stuff, obviously, as Aaron Nola's. And Nola made it happen, but it wasn't pretty. But Eikhoff, 7100 bucks, big discount off of Nola last night. He becomes puntable if you need it. All right, 7 and 8K range. I got Erod 1, Freed 2, Canning 3, Smelter 4, Ikoff 5. So some fun stuff there in the 7 and 8K range. And then the only punt for now that I'll take a look at, and things can change as the day goes on. But Ronaldo Lopez at 5200 bucks. I just like him because it's always the boomer bust with Ronaldo. Better at home than on the road. But, you know, he had .4 points against Kansas City. He was pitching really well until he blew it. Uh, minus 8 against Minnesota, but then 10 versus Toronto, 29 versus Cleveland, couple 5-pointers, then some 21, 21, 43. He's one of those guys, super boomer bust. By no means is this a lot play 
with Ronaldo Lopez at all. It's a Washington team on the road. Very, very scary stuff there. Not sugarcoating that at all, but there's really not a lot to like below Jared Eikhoff. So I'm trying not to go below Jared Eikhoff, but if you need to, the Nats strike out over 24% of the time. First right-handed pitching, they um, and they have a 303 Woba and a 159 ISO first right-handed pitching. So it's not great by any means. So you can definitely take a look at, a, at a Ronaldo Lopez down there if you choose, but it's not pretty. All right, recapping your pitching real quick. You got Blake Snell, Strasburg, Paddock up top. In the middle, you got Thor, Tanaka. Down below, you got Erod, Freed, Canning, Smeltzer, Eikhoff. And then very much down below, you got Ronaldo Lopez. When you look at the pitching on the Google Sheets by Mike Tuck real quick, he has a, a uh, opponent weight, and that tells you on average or percentage-wise DraftKings points plus or minus that a team has versus a pitcher. And like Chase Anderson is facing the Miami Marlins. Chase Anderson's a guy I did not mention because he worries me at times, but he could be a, he could be an option for you at 72 because Miami can always get shut down. It's just Chase is a very pitch-to-contact guy. But so far this year, Miami Marlins, this is why the sheets are nice because I wasn't originally on Chase. But you look at the Marlins, they're averaging 21.35 percentage po- more points, drafting with more points than the average team. A team that be, be a baseline of zero, like even – they average the same amount, kind of an average number. You get 21% more points when you face the Miami Marlins. So that bodes well for Chase Anderson. Like seconds, Noah Syndergaard, 17.66 percentage points more against the Giants. Playing Snell, Tanaka, almost 15%. So those are the top four when you look at that. When you go to the bottom, though, we know Minnesota's offense has been great. They face Shane Bieber tonight. It makes Bieber a very sketchy play because when you look at it, pitchers that face Minnesota are averaging... 22.5% fewer DraftKings points than average. Dylan Bundy's facing Texas. Texas gives up minus 16% DraftKings points. Um, and then Boston versus Glenn Sparkman, minus 12%. The Dodgers versus Taylor Clark, minus 11 Seattle versus Wade Miley, minus 10 So this is an interesting thing you can take a look at. Also, when you're looking at um, projected points on the mound, on the cheat sheet, Blake Snell, Hungjin Ryu, Tanaka, Strasburg, Frankie Montas, Kyle Hendricks are all 20 points or more. You can throw Mad Bum, who's 19.95. So a lot of high performances. But Blake Snell, he's projected for 29 points. The next closest is Ryu at 7. So a lot to keep in mind there. And then when you just look at projected value, Blake Snell's got the best value, followed by Tanaka, Bumgarner, Wade Miley, Kyle Hendricks, Griffin Canyon, and Noah Syndergaard. So some really nice tools there on the pitching side of things. Uh, by Mike Tuck on the sheets. We'll get into the, the, the bats here in a little bit after we run through position by position. All right, let's get into the bats. Monster slate means lots of hitting options, so bear with me today. But uh, you can start out with guys like Gary Sanchez, 5400 bucks. He's always pricing a GPP. We've talked about it many times. It's tough to pay up for catchers, but if you're in a GPP, there's no better catcher than Gary Sanchez, especially against Clayton Richards and hitter-friendly Toronto El Gary, 11, 16, 3, 14, 14 in his last five. So 11 or more in five straight, which is outstanding from the catcher position. He's had nine home runs, or no, over his last 10 games. He has five home runs. He's hitting uh, 270 with five home runs, averaging 10.9 points over his last 10. So El Gary is great. So is Yasmani Grandal at home for 5,200 versus Pablo Lopez. So two extremely good options. Uh, Yasmani, four homers in his last 10, averaging almost 20, 12 DraftKings points over his last 10. So two elite options. Up top there with Gary and Yasmani. But if you choose to go down pricing-wise and save some cash at the position, if you want to fade Mad, Mad Bum in a GPP, 
Wilson Ramos has always crushed left-handed pitching. That's no no mystery there. When you look at a Mets team with a 3.8 team total, lefties 271, but righties are hitting 338 versus Mad Bum. So Wilson Ramos at 44 by no means is a must-play, but a very intriguing play at that price point. So is Jorge Alfaro against Chase Anderson. Lefties hitting 292, but righties hitting 356 off Chase Anderson. He's shown some massive reverse splits. Alfaro's been hitting it really well of late, averaging 10 points over his last 10. He's got three home runs over that stretch. He's hitting 342 over his last 10 games. 25-0-16-21 and 21 over his last four. Really heating up in hitter-friendly Milwaukee, where people I think might use Chase Anderson because of the weak options, about some of the information I just gave you. Miami's had a good week of baseball against the Giants and the Padres. They could go back to being irrelevant again, but if you want a nice low-owned GPP play at 4300 bucks, Jorge Alfaro is your guy in that matchup. A few more to take a peek at uh, as you go down. Jason Castro, he has quieted down a bit. Mitch Garver's supposed to be back, but you know he's still at, Jason Castro, as quiet as he's been, still averaging 9.5 his last 10, coming off a 13-pointer over the weekend. So he's not like pounding it, pounding it, but still... He led baseball in X slug in May. I, like I saw our buddy uh, tweet that out, Derek Boyd. He had like a 737 X slug leading all baseball. He's 4K versus Shane Bieber. We talked about how Minnesota gives up 22% fewer drafting points to pitchers uh, in this matchup against Shane Bieber. Do, 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 where's Minnesota? They have a 4.3 team total. Lefty's 366, righty's 332. So Castro could be a nice 4K pitcher if you're looking to save a bit. When you drop below 4K, uh, like a Pedro Severino versus Drew Smiley, I like quite a bit. Severino, he's not like consistently good, but does have a lot of pop. Baltimore's got a 5.4 team total. Lefty's 329. Righty's 384 versus Drew Smiley in fr- hitter-friendly Arlington tonight. So Severino at 38, a very good option below 4K. Uh, a few others to pick and choose from here. You can go to like Mike Zunino. Uh, Ryan Carpenter pitching for Detroit tonight. We know how many home runs he loves to give up. Zunino loves to hit home runs. Zunino's back at $3,600. Uh, he's played two games since his return. Four points, zero points. He's one for seven in his two games back. But batting average is never Zunino, Zunino's thing. It was always about the power. Lefty's 297. Righty's 396 off Ryan Carpenter. And we've documented time and time again how much, how many home runs he loves to give up. So Zunino at 36 is in play. A few other options for you. When you get cheaper, like a Tyler, a Tyler Flowers... At 35 or Stephen Brault, I can get behind that quite a bit. Um, you know, maybe a Carson Kelly against Ryu at 34, but I'd probably rather go up to uh, to uh, Flowers at 35 or someone else, or just drop down below because uh, you got to respect Tungjin Ryu. That's pretty, pretty, pretty good stuff there. So other than that, it's kind of a check your lineup thing and see what pops up. Maybe a Johnny Lucroy at 32 against Montas, but Montas been pretty good. So when it comes to punts, you know, you look at your Maldonados of the world, the others, but 3,500 and above, some good options there, uh, you know, with, with Severino and Flowers and Alfaro and, and many others in that range. So some definitely good hit, catching options on a deep slate. First base, you got Belly Bombs versus Clark of Arizona. That is a great spot. Uh, Clark, not very good. Taylor Clark, lefty's hitting 379, righty's 317. The Dodgers... They destroy right-handed pitching. We already mentioned on the sheets, they're one of the best teams at uh, taking away drafting this point from starting pitchers. Belly Bombs had the day off yesterday against Arizona, so uh, $5,800. Very good spot there. Eight to the eight to the Rizzo, Anthony Rizzo, against Hoffman at 5600 Really good look for you there as well. 
when you drop down, you got like Luke Voigt against Taylor Rich, or Clayton Richard. Is intriguing. Voigt's been very, very streaky, as you know. But lefty's 341, righty's 314 off Clayton Richard. Um, he He's pitched actually decent in his first two starts back, but it doesn't mean you can't target him. When you go down farther, like a Pete Alonzo and a GPP at 5K is very interesting for Spanbum. It's on the uh, it's on the list. It's not a must play, but it's on the list. Because it's hard when you've got Trey Mancini, first base outfit eligible at 5K, and Renato Nunez at 49 in hitter-friendly Texas against Drew Smiley. Both crushed lefties, especially Renato Nunez, in that ballpark. Nunez is averaging 14.3 over his last 10. 7, 17, 21, 12, 2, 18, 5, 24, 14, 23. Renato Nunez is a smash play. I've been touting Renato Nunez forever. I picked him up at TGFBI like two weeks into the season. This dude crushes and destroys left-handed pitching. And, and obviously, as you read his sheet, it's not every night, but what was that, 7 or 8 out of 10 games with multiple uh, multiple points, like double-digit points? Ronaldo Nunez at 49 is a great play against Drew Smiley tonight. So is Trey Mancini, but you can play him in the outfield if you so choose. When you slide on down a little farther, um, you can look at guys like Justin Smoke in a GPP versus Tanaka, hoping he runs into one. Uh, Yandy Diaz, he's back. He's 4,400. He's first base, third base versus Ryan Carpenter. That is a great play. On a slate like this, Yandy will be overlooked. He's been back uh, for one game. He went 0 for 3 with two walks. So four points in his first return. But uh, we'll see how he looks tonight against Ryan Carpenter. That's a really good get well spot for Yandy Diaz. Going on down, we'll, um, Eric Hosmer versus Eikhoff at 42 has some value for you uh, at that position. Uh, Garrett Cooper at 41. Mentioned the reverse splits of Chase Anderson. Cooper, first base outfit eligible. Averaged 9.5 over his last 10, 18 and 10 in his last two. He's got a little bit of upside there at 4,100. Uh, going down a little farther, Edwin Encarnacion versus uh, Drew, uh, Wade Miley. Miley does pitch better versus righties and lefties. He's got, or, uh, he's got some reverse splits going there. But E5, definitely some pop against left-handed pitching. So you can keep that on the agenda if you choose. Uh, when you get below 4K, though, uh, Matt Olson at 38 for his Griffin Canyon is a great value if you so choose to target Canyon. Olson averaging 8 over his last 10. His last 3 were bad, 0, 0, 2. Prior to that, though, 20 and 16. The power's coming back. He's 3,800 GPP only for Matt Olson. Ronald Guzman is a great value play at 38. Bundy's pitched better of late, but still a great ballpark to hit in. Great options here. He's averaging 7 points his last 10. Two homers over his last 10, hitting 200. This is why he's GPP only. But his last two games, a 15 and a 7. So Guzman in a good GPP spot versus Dylan Bundy. Uh, even farther down, it's deep, deep on these kind of slates, as you'd expect. But uh, not a ton of options when you get down here um, below that level because Roddy Tellez is day-to-day. If he cracks the lineup at 33, that is an option for you there. Otherwise, not a ton down below past Matt Olson. Second base... Yeah, Moustakis against Pablo Lopez at 54. That's a very, very good spot if he cracks the lineup for you. Max Muncie at 53 is in play as well. But uh, you can drop it on down farther. Michael Chavis at 4,800 versus Sparkman is great. Chavis, second base, third base eligible. Boston's got a 5.8 team total, second highest on the slate. Lefty's 421, righty's 355 versus Glenn Sparkman. He has not been good this year. So Michael Chavis in a good spot there at 4,800. Uh, Johnny VR switch hitting versus Drew Smiley. Good spot for you there as well. Going on down even farther, you can look at Brandon Lau. It's lefty-lefty, which I don't advise, but it is Ryan Carpenter. And then it is the Detroit bullpen. So stuff you can take a peek at there. 
Uh, as you slide on down, Javi Baez, only 4,600. Had a good Monday for you. He's facing there against Hoffman of Colorado. When you look at the Cubbies, they have the highest team total against Jeff Hoffman. Total is almost six. Lefty's 391. Righty's 428 off Jeff Hoffman this year. So Javi Baez, wind blowing out to left at 46, does give you some savings. He's like the eighth, tenth shortstop down the list. So definitely might get overlooked on a pretty good spot for you there. When you get to 4K and below, you got the likes of, say, a Cesar Hernandez versus Paddock at 4K if you need to get weird, but like a, a Lourdes Gurriel Jr. in a GPP only at 39. Just If you're looking for home runs versus Tanaka, that's what you're doing. I don't know if a slate like this is where you need to target that, but that would be something to look at there because look for the power bats in Toronto. But you get down below the 4K range, and it gets bleak again. Like Luis Arias of Minnesota at 35 versus Bieber. Does have a little bit of upside, but oh, here's your play. If you just need to punt the position, second base, third base eligible, Hanser Alberto, likely leading off for Baltimore, 3500 bucks. Gets lefties really, really well on the season. He kind of struggled over the last week, which is kind of surprising because he had some great matchups. But uh, at 3500 bucks, does have some upside leading off for the O's in that matchup there. Uh, Tony Kemp, if he's in the lineup at 35, he's a punt option for you. Uh, Vargas of Arizona, not so much tonight. But like Jerks and Profar at 34 versus Canning is a punt. Um, and then where's he? Luis Rangifo at 33 versus Montas could be a punt. And then Nicky Lopez at 32. Their options down there, not a ton of really good punts. I wouldn't go really much past Alberto at 35. Third base, you got Rendon at 56 and a really good spot versus Ronaldo Lopez. So, so is Howie Kendrick. Moustakas at 54, talked about those. You got Aaron Otto versus Kyle Hendricks with the wind blowing out. That's intriguing because I respect Kyle Hendricks because he's a ground ball guy. But with that weather against Colorado, it could get really dicey there. Chris Bryant at 52 in a good spot as well. But you go down to 5K to one of the hottest hitters at the position and maybe all the baseball. Rafael Devers averaging over 11 in his last 10. He's 5K versus Glenn Sparkman in a good spot there in Kansas City. So keep an eye on Devers. Good price point there. Mentioned Michael Chavis already. And they got Austin Riley. At 4,900, third base outfit eligible, averaging 12.5 over his last 10. 2, 16, 2, 23, 22. Dude just crushing baseballs, hitting 328 already on the season. He's 4,900 over Steven Brault. Really good spot there with an Atlanta team. 4.95 team total. Lefties, 324. Righties, 395 versus Steven Brault. So a lot to like there when you're looking at Austin Riley. When you go down, down a little farther, though, you got guys like DJ LeMayhew at 46, who's swinging a very, very good bat. More cash than GPP, but very good stuff there. And then you got Eugenio Suarez, a guy we know crushes left-handed pitching. He's averaging nine points over his last ten. He gets Genesis Cabrera, the lefty from St. Louis, who's been was hit around quite a bit in his debut. Um, like <laughs> In such a small sample, lefties hit 1.203. It wasn't 120, it was 1.203. I don't know how it's even possible. Righty's at 241. But uh, Eugenio at that price point, very, very nice. Yanni Diaz mentioned him already at 44. So a couple good looks for you there. Uh, if you want to go really contrarian, Matt Chapman's crushing it. He's 44 versus Canning. He'll go super overlooked. I'm not saying he's a must play, but that'll make you really contrarian in that matchup. As the farther down you go, though, you got the likes of, say, uh, David Fletcher leading off at 4K. Not in love with him, but not great. As Drew Cabrera at 4K versus Dylan Bundy. That's a pretty good look for you there in that matchup. Uh, Brian Anderson versus Chase Anderson at 38. If you need some savings, you can go there. 
Manny Machado still too cheap at $3,800. Third base shortstop eligible. Yes, Eikhoff can be okay from time to time. Machado hit a granny last night. Very inconsistent. He's kind of earned the price, but the upside is so tremendous with Machado. When you're looking at value guys with upside, he pretty much builds the mold every time. If Ari Adrianza cracks the lineup, he's 3600 for the Twins. Someone you can take a look at there. Vladdy, only 35 versus Tanaka in a GPP. I can definitely get behind that. Same with Marvin Gonzalez at $3,500 versus Shane Bieber. So, some definite options down here at the third base position. And then Hanser Alberto, again, 3500 in his matchup. So, some definite spots down here tonight. Shortstop, you got Xander at 54 in a great spot. Boston's just in a smash spot tonight. You got Trevor Story with the wind blowing out. Jorge Polanco at 52. So, all really, really good looks for you up top. But don't sleep on Dansby Swanson. I know he's 5K. I know you don't want to spend 5K on Dansby. He's averaging 13 over his last 10. 27-21 in his last two. And he's destroying left-handed pitching. We talked about him on bench with Bubba quite a bit last night. Really enjoying left-handed pitching. So Dansby at 5K, people won't pay that price for him. You'll get a low-owned guy. He's probably more stacked than, than one-off. But uh, definitely an interesting play for you there. Mentioned Johnny VR at 48. Corey Seager's on fire. He hit a three-run homer last night. Averaging 12.1 over his last 10. 18-9-2-16-0-28 of late. Getting Clark there in Arizona. Very good spot there for Seager at 47. Um, as you go on down to the 4K and below area, you got like Logan Forsythe against Bundy. is okay and not great. Uh, Paul DeYoung versus Luis Castillo. Not looking to target Luis Castillo, but GPP, sub 4K. I can understand it. Yeah, Machado at 38. That's pretty much your punt yet again. Uh, Tim Beckham with lefties really well. Miley's got the reverse splits, but 37 for Tim Beckham's interesting. Mentioned Adrianza already. Um, as you get down to like a William Adamas at only 3,400 versus Ryan Carpenter, could be a nice punt, especially if you're stacking Tampa Bay. Could be a nice spot for you there. Otherwise, check Z lineups. Head to the outfield. You got Christian Yellick versus Pablo Lopez at 59. That is great. Bellinger at 58 is great. Meadows lefty lefty. Don't let that stop you. Jock Jams at 56. Juan Soto at 55. All phenomenal plays. Pretty much more so stacking than anything. But great, great plays. All have the ability to go deep in their matchups tonight. When you drop down farther, though, like Hunter Pence has been red hot. He's got Dylan Bundy in play. I mentioned Chris Bryant already. But if you want to fade the Beebs, you got Rosario and Kepler at 5,200 each. Both really interesting approaches for you there. Dropping on down some more. Mookie Betts and J.D. Martinez and only 5K for Sparkman. That's some tremendous upside in that matchup. We mentioned how bad Sparkman's been doing. Lefty's 421, righty's 355. Good hitting environment in Kansas City tonight, so keep an eye on that. You got Trey Mancini at 5K versus Drew Smiley. Austin Riley at 49. Already talked about those two in their respective matchups as well. Dropping down even farther, uh, Ben Intendi at only 47 versus Sparkman is on the agenda, especially if you're stacking Boston. Don't forget about that one. Uh, Bryce Harper, 46, GPP only, is worth a look against Paddock, but GPP only. I'd rather save 100 bucks. get to Ronald Cunha at 45 or Steven Brault. Really good look there. We already talked about how righties are hitting um, 395 off Steven Brault. So Ronald Cunha in a really, really good spot for you there in that moment. So is Nick Senzel at 4,500 versus um, Genesis Cabrera. I'd rather go Acuna, but both really good spots there in their respective matchups if you're looking to save some cash from up top. Noah Mazzara against Bundy in that really good matchup at 45 is in play for you. Uh, David Dahl, GPP only at 43. Uh, Victor Robles has been struggling a ton. 
but is in play. But Jordan Luplau, we target Jordan Luplau against left-handed pitching. He destroys left-handed pitching. He's 4200 bucks tonight. Someone to definitely take a look at against Smeltzer in that one. Horia Soler, good GPP at 42 versus Erod if you so choose. But uh, Luplau at 42, very nice value play in that matchup. Going down to the 4K and below area of things. Again, you got Garrett Cooper at 41. You can take a peek at if you choose. You also got uh, Gerardo Parra versus Ronaldo Lopez at 41. Uh, Fran Mil Reyes at 41 went deep yesterday. Our good old GPP type play. Oscar Mercado at 4K versus Smeltzer. Mercado, very boomer bust, kind of needing to run a bit. So 4K in a GPP, I can get behind it if you so choose. Below 4K, though, Kyle Schwarber at only 3900 bucks, leading off, wind-blowing out versus Hoffman is a great play. Ten more points yesterday for Schwarber. I love him at 3900 bucks tonight. Very good value in that situation. Going down farther, Nick Markakis. It's lefties just fine. He's 3900 If you're stacking the Braves, don't forget Markakis. Uh, Brian Anderson at 38 Mentioned him already. You got uh, Lionel DeShields Jr. If you're stacking and want to get weird, he's 38 He's back up. He can run. So I, can, I get it if you want to get really, really weird. Curtis Granderson against Chase Anderson at 37. If you need to get something cheap. Uh, Pueyo of LA at 37 is in play for you there. As you get down farther at the position, though, it's pretty bleak. You know, Jackie Bradley Jr. at 36 is a good upside play. Chris Davis is back with the A's at 36 with Griffin Canning. Stephen Piscotti at 36. Kind of GPP stuff. Marvin Gonzalez, 35. So there's value down here for sure. It's just a matter of... Where do you want to go with it? How much do you need? Kevin Biggio's second base outfield now at 3,400. Gives you a little flexibility there. Uh, like you have guys like Miles Straw and some other guys there. Carlos Gonzalez at 33. He's batting fifth yesterday for the Cubs. he got Hoffman tonight. So there's definite value down there. It's just a matter of how you want to build your lineup, where you need to punt, and seeing what comes out when the lineups come out. All right, recapping your pitching real quick. Up top, I got Snell, Strasburg, Paddock. 9K range, Thor, Tanaka. 7 and 8K range, I got Erod, Freed, uh, Canning, Smelter, Eikhoff. And then if you have to punt below that, you go Ronaldo Lopez, but I'd rather not. Uh, Houston is in play versus Andrew Moore yet again, but your top stacks most likely. And watch the weather because there's a couple chances of rain. But uh, the Cubs versus Jeff Hoffman. Uh, Boston versus Sparkman's a great spot. Those are two potential rain spots, but later in the day. Uh, Texas versus Dylan Bundy is phenomenal, and so is Baltimore versus Drew Smiley. Both great spots there. I don't mind Washington versus Bernardo Lopez. That's the Washington lineups more GPP because they're so inconsistent. But the Dodgers versus Taylor Clark, the, that could be destructive for Taylor Clark. Tampa versus Ryan Carpenter, especially the righties, could be a very sneaky look there because uh, Carpenter's been very bad. Lefties still hit 297, so don't sleep on the lefties. But Carpenter, a lot of fly balls, lots of home runs. So keep that in mind. Uh, the Braves were Stephen Brault. Like that quite a bit. Wish, wish it was a better ballpark, but don't hate that at all. So many ways to go tonight. You got Cincinnati versus Cabrera. Minnesota versus Shane Bieber could be really fun. Lots and lots of options on a 15-game slate. All right, let's look at the BVP and send you on your way. And again, if you have any questions, hit me up at BDNTrick on Twitter or in the Fantasy Sports DJ uh, Slack chat. Or join us over at thequantedge.com. The season package with is down to 80 Four ninety nine, but if you use promo code Bubba, you get ten bucks off. Seventy four ninety nine for the rest of the baseball season. So go check that out. You can also get the first sport, uh, all sports first month for nineteen ninety nine, or a five day trial for five bucks using promo code Bubba. So go check all that out. The Quantedge great stuff going on over there. More and more tools coming up. So get ready 
for bigger and better things at thequantedge.com. All right, your BVP on this slate. Not too much standing out out the gate here, which is very, very interesting. Uh, Todd Frazier, 6 for 15, the double, two homers off Mad Bum. Wilson Ramos, 5 for 16, two doubles and a homer. A couple options for you there. Um, as you go down farther, there's really not a ton of BVP on the slate. Very, very. Chris Bryant, 3 for 5, two homers off Jeff Hoffman. That's not a ton. But you look at the Rockies versus Kyle Hendricks. Not a lot of at-bats, like David Dahl, 3 for 6, but two homers. Mark Reynolds has a homer. Murphy's two homers. Arenado's 6 for 22 with two homers. Desmond's homers. There's a lot of power versus Kyle Hendricks. Something to keep in mind there. Same for the Cardinals versus Luis Castillo. As a team, they're only hitting 211. But you got like Colton Wong, 2 for 5 with a double and a homer. Matt Carpenter, 5 for 13, double and a homer. DeYon, double and a homer. Martinez, double and a homer. Goldie's homered. Marcelo Zuna and Wieters have homered. But again, hitting 211. It's kind of a boomer bust thing. With the cards. Going on down farther. Cole Calhoun. Four for eight. The double and a homer off Frankie Montas. Really not a lot of BVP. Edwin Encarnacion. Seven for 18. Two doubles and three home runs versus Wade Miley. There's your BVP. E5 versus Wade Miley. Who would have guessed it? Who would have guessed it? All right. One last thing. When we take a look at uh, Mike Tuck's sheets here. We'll look at uh, projected points at the hitting position. Your top projected scorers. Trevor Story. Avisil Garcia loves left-handed pitching, so don't mind him. He's projected to get over 14 draftings points. Nomar Mazar in a great spot at Juan Soto. Uh, Eric Thames, Nico Goodrum, Mustakis, Renato Nunez, and Alex Bregman. And, and you're rounding out your top 10, Yasmani Grandal. So lots of good stuff there. That's why I like looking at these sheets. Definitely gives you some things to take a peek at. And when you're looking at overall projected value at the hitting position, your top value bats on this slate – it's risky, though. Nico Goodrum versus Blake Snell. You can grain of salt some things, too. But Christian Arroyo, he went deep in his last game. He got called up for the Rays. If he's starting versus Ryan Carpenter, could be a super value play uh, on this slate. As he's only 3500 bucks. He's one of the top value plays. So is Norman Mazzara, Trevor Story, Avisel Garcia, Cesar Puello, and Grayson Griner for the Detroit Tigers. So lots to like there. There's so many things we're still trying to – I'm learning and other guys are learning – on this uh, sheet by uh, Mike Tuck. Some really, really cool stuff when you take a peek at it all. But um, come check it out. The the Rays have a lot of good projections against Ryan Carpenter is the worst guy on the slate weighted p- pitching-wise. That's the one thing I can figure out so far. But come check it all out. We're at, at FantasyDGens on Twitter, FantasySportsDGens.com. Check that out. If not, go join us at the Quant Edge. Lots of cool stuff going on. But 15-game slate on a Tuesday after a slow Monday. Lots to love. Go check out Bench with Bubba, episode 176 with Mike Florio, the Always Pressing PGA DFS podcast with myself and Jesse, previewing this week's RBC Canadian Open. If you give a rating and review on iTunes, I'd much, much appreciate it. But that'll wrap us up. MLB DFS Quick Hits in the Books. This was your Tuesday, June 4th edition. I'm out.